It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the news stories that matter to you. Harder, older, Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio. Welcome back to the show. I'm Julia Hartley Brewer. You are with Talk TV. Now, Lee Anderson has met with Reform UK leader Richard Tice amid talk of a possible defection to the party. It comes as the former Tory deputy chairman doubled down on his comments about Steve Khan and says he should have been more critical of the London mayor than he actually was. Well, joining me right now to discuss this is Rupert Lowe. Uh, and, uh, he is a uh, late, former MEP and Reform UK spokesman. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Rupert. Morning, Julia. Uh, thanks for joining us. So, say, um, first of all, I mean, I, I love that this meeting was uh, uh, on Sunday. So, you know, quite early on, he was only, you know, suspended on Saturday. And on the Sunday, he met with Richard Tice, leader of Form UK, um, uh, at a Holiday Inn hotel at Junction 28 of the M1 in South Normanton in Derbyshire. Um, well, I think it's quite near his constituency. Um, it, it has very much an Alan Partridge feel, this. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, do we know what happened as a result of these private talks? I mean, has he, was he invited to join? Did he ask to defect? Is it likely that he will? What do you know? Well, uh, Julia, I, I haven't spoken to Richard uh, about this, so I, I, I don't know whether they did or didn't meet. Uh, I, I sort of hope they found somewhere more salubrious than the holiday. Well, they, the did M1, meet but, and it, um, they did meet and it was there. Are you not interested well, uh, to find out if a former deputy chairman of the Conservative Party is going to join your party and you'd have a sitting art Reform UK MP. You, 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 that well, that not, doesn't interest I'm you. Not, I'm not able to comment on that. I can comment on the generality of what I think, um, of how I think it should happen. Um, I mean, the point we have to consider is that the House of Commons is full of, in my view, uh, deficient and very weak people as a result of David Cameron's selection processes, which focused more on diversity, inclusion and quotas than it did on ability to serve the British people. So I, I think we have to caveat any discussion uh, about uh, our, who we bring into the party uh, with that caveat. Um, the Reform Party is where it is as a result of a team effort. So I think it's incredibly important that that is respected. And rather like uh, uh, Southampton Football Club when I ran it, we found that the most problem we ever got was when we brought big stars in. Uh, and they tended to cause chaos amongst the ah. uh, uh, the dressing room. So I, th I think bringing big stars in comes uh, with a great deal of danger. So I, I think we need to be very careful about how that is approached. And 
My own view on this is that the uh, selection process for the for, 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 for the Reform Party should be treated rather like uh, the immigration process should be treated, in my view, and that is selecting people who are actually going to make a contribution to and our you, party. You don't think Lee Anderson would make way. a contribution? Well, it's come a long way and it's done it as a team effort. It's no one person who should be making this decision and hopefully they won't be. Um, so I, I think uh, it needs to be handled with, with great care. And I think we've also got to beware as a party of being played by the Tories. We've been played in the past. Uh, they can flirt with us. They can make threats internally. Uh, and we've just got to make sure that we're not being played. You know, we are a viable alternative to uh, uh, the Conservative Party and, and indeed to the Labour Party, which I think is probably worse than the Tory Party in, in, in that Blair's selection processes have made their gene pool even weaker. Um, so I, I think it's, it's an interesting subject for debate. And I think it's one which I can't add anything about where we are exactly today. But, but in terms of the principle, I think... That's my view of, okay. of, of, it, it may of, be the of case, what needs to be considered. It may be the case that you know, if, if, uh, if Lee Anderson doesn't think there is any way back for him and the Conservatives unless he apologises and he has no intention of apologising, if he did apologise now, I think people would, uh, would say, well, that was a bit, bit hypocritical of him because he said categorically for the best part of a week he won't apologise. Um, well, well, let me say to you, I don't, I don't think he has... I don't think he has anything to apologise for. No, I, know, I, don't, I don't think he does either. So I, I, I wouldn't apologise if there's nothing no, to apologise No, exactly, for. and he's made that point, that it would be it would be a strength to apologise if he had been in the wrong, but it would be weakness if he hadn't. So, But do you think he could be just using Reform UK and your leader, Richard Tice, to basically negotiate with Rishi Sunak? Because he knows perfectly well that a, uh, a defection, particularly, you know, just ahead of a, another by-election, local elections coming up, um, and a general election to have a defection... Uh, of someone who a lot of Tories, and we know from the Tory WhatsApp group messages that have been leaked, not just Tory members, Tory voters, but Tory MPs are saying, this guy's got a lot of support. A lot of people agree with everything he said. They don't think he said anything wrong. He speaks for them. That actually it would be a massive, massive uh, hit to Sunak if he left. So is he just using Reform UK to basically say... Look, well, we I use the answer that. The answer is yes, Julia. I mean, I, I, I was going to stand in Dudley North, which actually is a Labour seat, until um, I got a call from Ian Austin and I got a call from Marco Longhi, who ended up being elected by quite a big majority because I stood down. Um, again, uh, has he ever called me and thanked me? No, I've never heard another word from him. And the Tories are incredibly arrogant and they will do whatever serves them best. And they are ruthless. You know, this guy, Dougie Smith, who I did meet with and we had discussions about, um, you know, the, the, before the last general election, um, he's a sort of ruthless lad who is, uh, you know, going to do whatever is in the interests of the Tory party. So I think okay. what we've got to do is put the interests of reform first and we've got to and be you, very, you're, very you're careful about how, how we play this. You're clearly not sure of, uh, of, of whether that would involve Lee Anderson. Can I ask you also about um, the, the MPs getting more security? Um, uh, at, uh, at Parliament and in their constituencies as a result of what... Well, they never talk about who the threat comes from, but it's Islamist extremists that are making these threats. Uh, this is Labour's Harriet Harman, extraordinarily, I think, uh, said that MPs should be allowed to work from home uh, because it was too dangerous sometimes for them to come to Parliament, uh, so for their own safety. Um, other than the fact we're all relieved that Harriet Harman wasn't in charge of the government in 1939, uh, even as a backbench MP now. Um, what is your reaction to that? 
My, my reaction is rather like your last caller. I, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, there are people in this country who make a contribution, but I think we've also. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So we've got a large number of people who don't share our culture or our beliefs, and they are potentially a danger. I mean, we've seen... Uh, periodic instances of that, you know, whether it's whether it's the uh, uh, the bombings which killed fifty people in, I think it was two thousand and five or six, was it? Um, and then we've seen, you know, things like Lee Rigby, David Amos. Uh, we've seen some some unpleasant things, and I I think we've got to be extremely careful with the way in which we deal with sit, with, with this situation, which I think is is a crisis now. So I think you know we've seen the police clearly policing. Uh, the Palestinian marches differently to the way they would police uh, domestic marches. Allowing images to be beamed onto Big Ben uh, is just unacceptable and something should have been done about that. So I, I think our elite has create, created this situation. They've got this sort of abstract view that open borders and mass immigration is a good thing. It's a very dangerous thing, uh, Julia, and we've got a lot of sort of minority uh, communities who don't share our beliefs and our culture, and ultimately we are going to have a massive problem, and it's of the making of our yep. political elite. As, as so indeed, it's not it's not supported by the majority of decent people in Middle England. Uh, I found as, that as, as, our, as our caller really, uh, just just said, uh, Daniel in. Uh, uh, in and he's just rang us. I really appreciate you joining us, Rupert Lowe, former MEP. He's a spokesman for Reform UK. Still with me in the studio is Candice Holdsworth. Um, Rupert hasn't spoken to Richard Tice about this, which I, I find a little bit extraordinary. That lack of interest, clearly sounding a little bit like thinks that this is this is Lee Anderson using mm. reform as a sort of a tool. Um, they're going to be exploited, and that you know one big personality isn't what the party should be about. Of course, I mean. To a certain extent, you know, Reform UK was, you know, Nigel Farage, yes. honorary, you know, he's the president. So he effectively owns all the shares in the party. It's come yeah. from, but but isn't actually campaigning yes. to broadcast now. Richard Tice, obviously the leader. Um, what do you make? Do you think that Lee Anderson is using reform? Do you think he he will, or do you think he should? a defect? It's not clear to me. I mean, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, you know, I think about Douglas Carswell, 
when he defected to UKIP. And that was, I mean, that was so high profile at the time. And everyone was wondering, you know, is this it? Is this the end of the Conservative Party? Are UKIP going to overtake them? But if you look at that experience, actually things kind of fizzled out. Well, you know, people keep saying that. It's like when people talk about, oh, Nigel Farage seven times tried to become an MP. He's a failed politician. No, but successful uh, a politician of his generation in terms of the main policy he wanted to, to get through. UKIP, UKIP won... UKIP won European elections. Uh, UKIP changed the policy of the Conservative Party. David Cameron only offered a, a, a EU referendum because of the threat from UKIP. That is the simple reason why we got an EU referendum. Uh, we only ended up getting proper Brexit, and okay, Boris Johnson, who did deliver it for all his failings, um, because of the threat from the Brexit Party. All of these parties, you know, whether it's involving Nigel Farage and Richard Heiss, whoever, they have played a massive role. But is their role just now to impact Tory policy? But see, that's the thing. Or is it... To get elected themselves. See, but that's the thing. Exactly. It's it, it's it. They sort of change the Conservative Party and push them in that direction, but they can't get elected themselves. Not under our current system. Yeah, that they is one of the key issues. What do you make of the Home Secretary uh, James Cleverly calling for these uh, pro-Palestinian marches uh, to be uh, to be ended? Just say, say you've made your point. Go home. Every two weeks uh, on Saturdays in London, sometimes two hundred thousand people. Massive policing cost. Uh, plus, you know the the, the way they intimidate uh, people of the Jewish faith. Well, well, do you think that's uh, that, that call is going to be heeded? No, no. I mean, anyone who knows anything about this cause will know that the people who are part of it are really fanatical and obsessive about yeah. it, and there is absolutely no way they're going to listen to they that. They ain't going away no. anytime soon. Well, look, let's get to some of your messages that are coming in about MP security and the Islamic extremist threat. This is Labour's Harriet Harman says they should be allowed to work from home for their own safety. Your reaction? Give us a call on 0344 1000 text 8722. Get in touch on X at Talk TV. Dan says, I think the rest of us should get the same protection or remove the problem. Brandon says, if Britain doesn't have a problem with Islamists, why do MPs need more money for security? Exactly. And Kat says, they protect themselves but criticise us common people for trying to point out the extremists. Some of you also got in touch on the phones. Please keep those calls coming in. Let's go to Patrick. He's in County Durham. Hello, Patrick. Hi, Julia. How are you doing? Very well indeed. What do you want to say? Well, basically about the politicians in this 31 million package for MP security. Yeah. I agree with your viewer early on saying that this is basically self-inflicted by the politicians. So instead of giving that 31 million package for security, why do we not give that 31 million to the police to prosecute the people that are... Well, I mean, they, they don't prosecute. I think the police have got plenty of money to do that. It's just they haven't got the will. I mean, we see them standing by. We're told, oh, there are very few arrests. These, they're massively over-policing these marches. You know, 1,500 police officers for, you know, 100,000, 200,000 uh, marches, and there are very few arrests. Yeah, but there should be more arrests, is what most of us would say. Correct, yeah. And I think, as I say, most of this is self-inflicted by the politicians on their immigration stance. So yeah. they should read what they saw, basically, same as the normal person in the street. Well, I mean, the thing is, I don't want MPs being threatened and I don't want people standing down from Parliament and people saying, I won't ever run for Parliament because of this threat. Do you? Correct. No, absolutely correct. But they, they, they've created it. Yeah, they, but, yeah, the politicians created it by the mass immigration that we've got coming into the country. Yep. Now, yeah, I agree, no politician should be facing any death threats and no politician should be threatened so that they can't do their job. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're no more special than the person on the street. So why do they get the £31 million security? Very good point. I can feel a lot of anger in all the callers this morning, I have to say. Uh, Patrick, thank I'm you very right. much. I appreciate your call. 
The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the new stories that matter to you. Harder, older, Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio.